me a mission, I got demons to slay. Communication made you talk in this way. Anxious world. What's going on, everybody? I thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Anxiety About Anxiety podcast. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know who it is. I'm your highly thankful and grateful host, Keith, doing what I got to do to keep pushing this mental health awareness forward. Uh, We're approaching that 100 episode, which is very, very exciting to me. It's been a whole process. It's been a whole journey just to get to the 100th episode. Um, It's an accomplishment, man, that I'm so proud of when I first started this. And uh, some of you guys know that have been following me for a while. When I first started this, man, I just I just wanted to talk about me and my problems and what I was going through. I was just seeking help, didn't know what this was going to turn into. And it just it, it just turned into something that I could never imagine. And I can't even count how many people we had on. I, I know it's, it's over 70. So and I thank all the supporters out there, everybody. We're approaching that 100 episodes, so yes. But uh, anyway, on this episode, you're going to hear the story of Zakia. And um, I actually did not get a title for her episode. I do not know what I was doing. I forgot to get that title, so I'm going to have to come up with something creative. But uh, Zakia is basically going to talk about uh, struggling with post postpartum depression. Um, and my wife uh, had a little bout with that. Uh, with our second child, I believe. So I, I can't say I, I know how it is, you know, but um, it's something I wanted to highlight. You know, I know a lot of women out there, uh, they deal with it and some don't know what they're dealing with. Um, and I just wanted to highlight postpartum depression. Uh, Zakia, you know, she's helping me do that. She shared her story and uh, her struggles and how she was able to come out of her uh, postpartum depression and, you know, get her life back together and how she maintains it. And um, I think it's something that needs to be highlighted more. So hopefully I can get more people to come on and talk about postpartum depression and uh, ways that they, uh, first of all, how they found out that they had it and ways that they uh, was able to uh, maintain it or at least get over it a little bit. So if there's anybody out there listening that, you know, dealt with postpartum depression, I would love for you guys or girls or men. I heard men can go through it, too. You know, to come on and talk about your experience. Uh, I would love that. So, yeah, uh, Zakia, I thank you for sharing your story and, you know, being a voice for, for all the women out there. And anybody that's struggling, I thank you so much. As for me, um, I'm just excited, man. The Anxious Male Perspective Podcast, which you can get anywhere that you stream pl- uh, podcasts on, is doing great. You know, a lot of feedback, a lot of great feedback. And uh, yeah, man, I'm excited about that. The uh, the challenge, because it's always a challenge of trying to grow that podcast and get it seen by more people. It's a challenge, you know, especially when you're a one man crew, you know, trying to advertise two podcasts at the same time can be a struggle. But like I said, slowly but surely, you know, I believe more people is going to listen, more men is going to listen and understand what my mission is. And it's going good so far, you know, for what it's worth. It's going really good. I'm proud of it. I'm going to keep pushing forward. And um, let me see. Let me see. Is there anything else? Well, next week, uh, obviously, I'm going to still put one out on Friday. Um, I got a little situation that I got to take care of uh, 
Friday. So hopefully I can get it out on time next week. I believe I can. I haven't missed the Friday yet. But uh, I got a little 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 family situation that I got to take care of. So I'm going to try to schedule ahead and get that out in a timely fashion. But yeah, other than that, like I don't have a title. So I got to, like I said, I got to come up with a creative title. I got to use my brain. And uh, yeah, so continue to support the podcast. Rate, review, subscribe to the Anxiety About Anxiety podcast. As well as the Anxious Male Perspective podcast. Plug, once again. Um, so yeah, let's get into this episode with Zakia, and I thank you all for tuning in to the Anxiety by the Anxiety podcast, what I like to call Therapy for Your Soul. Hi, my name is Zakia of Zakia Media House, a digital entertainment platform and creator and host of Chip Chat and Chill podcast. I've faced postpartum depression, depression and anxiety through back-to-back pregnancies, familial, familial and social relationship trauma, death, and marital crisis. The last six years have been a spiraling experience into all of these things. I was in a career crisis, not happy with where I was professionally. I was in a physical crisis and a lot of internal pain. My husband and I wanted to expand our family after our first child turned three, but saw the time for it to happen was taking longer than expected. I had a medical procedure and so did he. We were both in pain for different reasons, but it began to affect our marriage and our ability to get along and stay on the same page in a few areas. Things began to really strain our marriage and then I finally got pregnant with my middle child. What a euphoric period of relief, bliss and joy. Then I lost my job unexpectedly during my second trimester. Financial stress is never easy to deal with, but try navigating that through a pregnancy. The following year, surprisingly, our last bonus child was conceived. I was postpartum, post-emergency cesarean, breastfeeding, and high-risk pregnant with a rare blood condition. This triggered postpartum depression. I felt extreme mommy guilt for robbing my middle girl of her shine as the new baby, not being able to breastfeed her as long as anticipated, while scared day to day whether or not this new baby would make it to full term, all while trying to figure out who I am at the end of my pregnancy with my middle child and cope with unresolved marital issues. I let go of a a long-time friendship due to it becoming toxic and realized new truths about how traumatic and toxic my relationship was with my mother. How that relationship sabotaged my 20s as I battled with self-esteem, career confidence, and how to manage my anger, resentment towards those needs, and the lack of respect that went unaddressed and unresolved. I also lost a godmother who was much more of a mother in my life, tragically, due to illness, and I'm still healing from that. I was far along with the middle child, so I was unable to attend her memorial services and say my goodbyes. After the last baby is born and the dust settles, the season of where do we go from here begins. I struggled building myself back up without professional help. There were days I was weepy. There were days when, although I was nursing, I didn't want to eat. I was so in love and grateful for our little family and felt absolute bliss holding my baby girls as infants. But... I noticed the older they grew several months into their infancy, 
I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to maintain my hair. I felt so uncertain of the future of my family, my career, and began to feel helpless. Even through all of this, it was only a few months before the youngest first birthday that I realized it was postpartum depression. I don't remember exactly when, but sometime after she turned one year old, some switch went off and I knew I had to fight for me. I couldn't afford therapy, but I could learn myself again what I want, who I want to be, and strategize how to get it all. I was certain our family was complete and my childbearing days were behind me. I knew that long desired entertainment, I knew that my long desired entertainment career was still attainable. I just needed an investor, an employer, to help me rebrand my entertainment career. During my pregnancy with my middle child, I remember vividly coming up with an original conversation show what elements were important to branding it and letting my personality shine i knew i had a gift for making people smile and laugh with my acting and singing talents so i began curating creative ways to share those talents under my brand i found positive affirmations to encourage my self-esteem and boost my confidence and began writing them down in my phone i set daily affirmation reminders on my smartphone calendar I discovered new musical artists and listened to their music. In the warmer months, I started biking again like I did in high school. I forced myself to get through weight training sessions because my love-hate relationship with exercising now turned into a new hate-hate relationship. Yet when I forced myself to get started, the weight training forced me to fight through the challenge and focus on what my long-term goal is, feeling better on the inside, which allowed me to look better on the outside. I still hate exercising, but my commitment is stronger. My true friends definitely checked in on me and encouraged me to fight for myself once I voiced to them what was what I was going through. I began accepting social event invitations more often. My last birthday was probably the best one of my adult life this far. I spent the day with my husband and children, and I spent the weekend with three of my best friends eating, laughing, and resting. My husband and I still have hard, necessary conversations from time to time, but we have become much better friends to each other like we were years ago. Our communication has improved a great deal, and we are the best partners we have ever been together. I have a clear path for my entertainment career, and this year my first quarter girls were met, and then some. I have a strong support system when it comes to my career, and although we still meet roadblocks when meeting individual and mutual goals, and frustration arises. The good days definitely outweigh the bad. I have fewer days when I want to cry. There are still some days when my anxiety climaxes, and that usually happens more often when I've had long, stretchful stretches managing the children at home during this pandemic. I've learned to pay attention to my stressors and be generous with self-kindness and self-care. I take the extra three or four minutes in the shower. I stay up and look at funny IG stories and posts or find a funny movie. I take a stab at a new recipe to challenge myself and serve my family. The toxic familial relationships? I've set firm boundaries for myself and my family. I'm fully present and mindful, so peace is paramount for us. Anything negative or peace-sucking for any of us, I keep it at bay. For people that drain me or give me anxiety, 
I silenced their call notifications and I no longer guilt myself into prioritizing meeting their need to get an answer from me over my need for peace of mind. To cope, I weight train, listen to music, go biking, chat and snack with people on my own podcast, find unique recipes for cooking and baking through Pinterest, and use a self-guided therapy app. Here are a few tips that I've found have worked for myself and others who are battling with anxiety and depression. Number one, identify triggers, both situational and humanistic, and set firm boundaries for yourself. Number two, check in with people that can be safe havens for you that are trustworthy and encouraging, not draining or negative. Be honest about your feelings and your state of mind. Number three, when, it, when your anxiety climaxes to the brink of a panic attack, find something cold to either rest on the back of your neck or to put in your mouth. You can even put your face or head in, the bowl of, in a bowl of cold water. The cold temperature counters the climax of stress and shifts the focus now onto the external, external stimulus and off of whatever brought on your heightened state of stress. Prioritize number four. Prioritize in self-care before anyone or anything else. Take longer showers when the week is stressful. Give yourself facials. Trim your finger and toenails. Treat yourself to a movie night with all the fixings, snacks, body spray, incense, room spray, fun lighting, a blanket, an herbal tea, a good dine-in delivery, and your favorite comedy. Laughter increases endorphins and literally is a, the best medicine to the body. If you're a parent and you're home with your children during this time, it can be pretty stressful and challenging. Number five, if all of your to-dos don't get met during that week, be kind to yourself. Take deep breaths frequently during the day. If your children bombard you often during times you're attempting to be productive, take a few minutes to stretch with them. It's a win-win, a bonding moment with them and possibly a moment for them to center their focus on one activity that calms them down for a few minutes. Always speak up when you need help. You're not a superhuman. You're not a superhuman. And the better care you take care of yourself, the better you can be present for those who depend on you. And number six, find one or two internet trending dances. Learn them and record yourself. Even if you don't share it with your social media network, You've just taught yourself something new, released stress, and elevated endorphins and intoxin oxytocin levels. I hope this helps someone today.